Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talk to Shane Gauthier, who just re-signed with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We'll also talk to Ken Weave of Sportsnet.ca on the Jets' young players getting looks, as well as their very compressed February schedule that was just announced. That's all coming up on the podcast. Winnipeg Blue Bombers continue to check names off their free agent to sign list today. Shane Gauthier. Linebacker, special teamer, signed a one-year contract extension, and he joins us now on the CGOB Sports Show. Shane, uh, congratulations on the new deal. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So for you, was was there ever a thought of testing free agency, or did you know that Winnipeg is a place you wanted to stay? Uh, it's a place I wanted to stay. Uh, I like Osh. I like the team. I like uh, the things we're doing here. So uh, I was very glad we can make it work. And winning's good too, right? Of course, it's the best thing. <laughs> it's pretty tempting. Uh, I mean, you've won twice in a row. I, I imagine you've probably talked with some of your teammates about wanting to come back. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of guys at the end of the season were talking about it. And uh, like... Uh, most most of them are already signed, so it's a, it's a good sign, and I think they're gonna keep coming. What did you think of your 2021 season? Oh, I think it, it was my best year uh, since I've been drafted in 2016. I think uh, every every year I'm getting smarter, and uh, I I I have I see more more reps on defense and then I do well. And so I, I just hope I can keep, uh, keep that going and see even more snap in uh, 2022. Your story is a, a familiar one for a lot of players who start out in the CFL. You play a lot of special teams, you make an impact on special teams and over time you get more opportunities on defense. How did it feel to, to earn that trust of the coaches to, to play you more at linebacker on defense this season? Uh, it's great. Uh, it's great. It's, it's like you, you always have to be ready to like step on the field when they need you. And like when you're ready and you they're like you do good things on the field, uh, just great things happen for you after that. So I, I'm just going to keep working and try to get, earn more trust and more, uh, more rep. And uh, I think it's going to be great. Do you take pride in being an effective special teams player? Absolutely. I know. I know for the like for most of my career, I'm gonna have to do special teams. I take a lot of pride in it. It's one third of the game. They're so important in the CFL, and I want to keep doing it. Even if I take rep on defense, like if they need me on special, I'm always gonna be there to help and like do my do the my best work. What kind of advice and leadership have you gotten from Mike Miller in your time together? Uh, Mike is not a, a guy who talks a lot, but just watching him on film and watching what he does, it gives you a lot of love, a lot of advi- advice itself. Just watch him and le- learn what kind of thing he does on the field. But like he's he's a great friend too. So we speak uh, we speak a lot about plays and stuff like that and scheme and uh, he's a great guy to be around. You said he doesn't talk a lot. Do you talk a lot? 
No, I'm not. On the special, most of the old guys on the special team were, were not talking a lot, but we're, we're acting on the field. We're good on the field, and we're, we're, we're an example for everybody. So uh, we're just going to keep doing that. How do you think you've changed as a player and a person since the Bombers drafted you back in 2016? Oh, I've grown so much. Uh, I became a, a better football player, a better man. Uh, coming in 2016, not speaking English, learn, learn it through a couple years, and now I'm on the field. I'm communicating, communicating with all my teammates, and then I, I, I I'm bilingual, and uh, like I play reps on defense. I I have work during the winter. So I like the kind of person I became uh, through the years, and hopefully, uh, just getting it's just gonna get better. How long did it take you to develop your English to the point where you could really communicate with your teammates? Uh, I think uh, maybe four years. I, I had I had to stay a full year in Winnipeg and stay in an English environment a whole year to become to start thinking in English and just uh, at that point it was, I think I, I was bilingual. As soon as I started thinking about uh, thinking in English and not in French. So yeah, maybe four years. Have you tried to teach French though to some of your teammates? Oh, they're trying a little bit. It's a hard, it's a hard language to learn. So they're just learning a couple of words. So yeah, it, it is definitely tough for sure, but uh, especially when there's so much football things that you have to focus on first. Yeah, and like, and most most football terms are the same in French and in English, so it's not very different. <laughs> so, what are some what are some French football terms then? I don't I don't I don't know one of my one one in my head right now. Like all the all the words we use in like in Quebec are in English. Like okay. the football term, the football terms doesn't translate it French really much. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so over the course of the the rest of the off season, what do you have planned to get ready for twenty twenty two? Oh, I'm I'm actually having a day job as an apprentice electrician, and I'm working out uh, after my day of work. So it makes the makes the winter go fast and keeps me re- keeps me ready for training camp. Are you back at Quebec? No, I'm in Winnipeg right now. You're in Winnipeg. Nice. So you're 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 embracing the cold then. Oh yeah. <laughs> the work goes on. So uh, why did you want to get into that line of work? Uh, I like trade work, trades work because you you always feel like you're moving forward. You know, you're not staying on place like there's always something to do and uh, I like the feeling of moving forward and like finishing a job like you start from something from well you start from nothing and then you work through a couple months and then you ended up with, like with lights and the, and the empty space or just things like that so I, that's what I like Is that something that you, you're interested in pursuing beyond football when you're done playing? Yes, that's uh, that's mostly what I'm doing it right. Why I'm doing it right now. So, although all 
all the hours I put in right now, they're gonna they're gonna be worth it uh, at some point in my life. So it's a good it's a good time to accumulate those hours. So you're doing that during the day. You're working out after. I, I reckon you're getting pretty good sleep then at night. Oh yeah, I, I go to bed very early and I'm waking up early too. <laughs> it's a good routine to get into. All right, Shane. Well, I'll let you go. I, I assume bedtime's not too far away. I appreciate your time tonight and uh, best of luck as you get ready for 2022. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Ken Weeb of Sportsnet.ca as the Jets are on a road trip. And Ken, the this road trip, a pretty big one. How excited are you just to get back to covering games regularly again? Yeah, Christian, great to be with you. Uh, thanks for having me. Certainly nice to get into a little bit more of a routine and rhythm. Uh, like Pierre Dubois has been saying, practices are fine, but uh, it's a lot more enjoyable covering game action, and uh, the Jets have kept things interesting the last little while, that's for sure. What do you think of the... Let's start with the youth movement. I think the Cole Perfetti conversation is maybe the, the biggest one right now to be had with this team. There's been a lot of lineup fluctuation. It's allowed a young guy like Perfetti get into the lineup. Do you think he's here to stay? Well, I think he's certainly earning future opportunities. Uh, I think it's a little early to say he's here to stay after five NHL games, but his last two games have been excellent, Christian. So uh, he's certainly deserving of a longer look. He's deserving of a longer look in the top six. But uh, I think it's also important to remember that even though he was on that top line essentially yesterday, uh, he was still only just over 13 minutes. So uh, I'm not sure Cole Perfetti's ready for 20 minutes a night at the NHL level when you're playing every other night uh, due to how taxing it is on his body. But uh, right now, I like what I'm seeing. I like the creativity. Uh, he has not been a defensive liability. Uh, he's very conscientious with the puck. And he's not only producing himself with his first NHL goal, but he's making the smart type of plays that make his line mates around him better as well. So uh, for me, he can uh, definitely he's deserving to stick around. Uh, you know, still over half a season left. But uh, I'd like to see him uh, get continued looks in that spot. But uh, we know the Jets outside of Nikolai Ehlers appear to be getting healthier. So... Uh, it's a constant, uh, you know, it's a constant battle for ice time, even when you are a highly, you know, high profile first round pick and a top prospect. We can agree that if he's going to play with this team, the place to play him is where he is now, that a bottom six role doesn't really do him much good. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I didn't mind him earlier on in the year with uh, Adam Lowry. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a skilled player, so he's going to play his best hockey with skilled players, but uh, there would be some matchup, you know, machinations that you could see him, uh, whether it's on the third or the fourth line, uh, where he could still play well. I mean, he's certainly going to excel in a top six role uh, as we move along. But, uh, you know, like I said, it, it, Cole Perfetti is still in the prove-it stage. Uh, he's done a nice job uh, to prove that he deserves future looks and, and a significant amount of ice time. I'd like to see him... Uh, get a little bit more power play time. We know that the top unit, uh, yes, they did score yesterday early, but uh, they had a couple of two-minute specials. Uh, I'd like to see him work on that uh, second power play unit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an evolving process for someone like Cole. And, you know, I have no problem with him, uh, you know, occasionally taking fourth-line shifts. But, you know, if, if there's a little more skill on that fourth line once players are healthy, whether that's playing with Gustafson and Harkins or, uh, Svechnikov, I mean, there's still plenty of skill to be had if that eventually is the Jets' fourth line once they get to full health. Dylan Sandberg as well has 
factored into the lineup the last couple games with Brendan Dillon in COVID protocol. Do you think he's a guy that should get an extended look as well, or once Dillon is back, is Sandberg back to the moose? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting case study, Christian. And we know that with Blake Wheeler being, uh, you know, on the verge of being activated, probably not going to play Thursday, but could be in there on the weekend. Uh, we can't ignore contract status. I mean, Dylan Sandberg was excellent in his debut against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I thought he was steady again in game two, even though his uh, ice time was reduced closer to that 10 or 11 minute mark. Uh, but, you know, the Jets are going to have to make some moves here. And we know that. Uh, you know, if a player is is waiver uh, exempt, uh, sometimes those things factor into the decisions. Uh, I think that you know, if you're Logan Stanley, you know there is competition. Uh, you know, whether it helps you to look over your shoulder or not, uh, I think it's fair to say he needs to elevate his game. Uh, at the same time, I mean, the Jets are probably looking at a scenario where, unless they're willing to waive someone like Nathan Beaulieu, um, I mean. There are decisions that are going to have to come on the blue line. And, I mean, same goes for Declan Chisholm. He played very well in his debut, but, I mean, he needs to be playing right now. So, uh, the long-winded way of saying if Dylan Sandberg is going to be in the top six, uh, he stays up. But uh, I don't see a ton of value in keeping him up to be the seventh defenseman. So, uh, Brennan Dillon will be back in the lineup when he's cleared. But, uh, again, he didn't skate today with the team. He wasn't quite ready to come out of protocol. So, it'll be interesting to see... Uh, what happens on the back end uh, tomorrow night against Nashville? But again, I you know I want to see Dylan Sandberg more. I mean, same thing. You don't you don't give a guy a full time job based on one or two games, but uh, he certainly acquitted himself very well, and he's going to make Dave Lowry feel that he should be comfortable putting him into the lineup uh, whenever that scenario uh, you know presents itself. A natural transition for some fans when you say if he's not going to be playing. Do, do you want to keep him as the seventh defenseman? Billy Hanela is another player that you could ask that about, who uh, unfortunately probably would have been the guy in if he didn't go into COVID protocol. And now he's on the outside looking in. Is he just destined like he was last year, Ken, for taxi squad duty? No, I mean, you're right. I mean, he would have played if he hadn't gotten COVID. And I mean, that sucks for him. And it, it's unfortunate for the fans who wanted to see him. But uh, to be suggesting that he's just been sitting around, well, no. I mean, he's been in COVID protocol, and then the same fans that wanted him to play are the same people that wanted Dylan Sandberg to stay in the lineup. So, uh, I mean, it's just unfortunate timing. I mean, Billy Hano has had an excellent start to his season at the uh, American Hockey League level. Uh, he's going to get an opportunity to play with the Jets this year. They've already gone nine, nine deep on the back end. Uh, Billy Hanela at some point will become the 10th player uh, to be used on defense. I mean, Johnny Kovacevic, we could argue, uh, if he hadn't gone into COVID protocol himself, might have been in the lineup instead of Declan Chisholm, I mean, as a guy knocking on the door. But, uh, I mean, I understand it's hard for some people to be patient, but Hanel's going to have to continue to con- work hard, be patient, and when his opportunity comes, play like Sandberg did, but with using his own skill set. Uh, you know, the better that those guys play, no matter what level they're playing at, in the minors, in the NHL, their opportunities will come uh, sooner than later, but what that means too is that the Jets will have to make decisions uh, because you can't fit ten guys in a six-person lineup on the defense core. So uh, if they're going to make way for those guys on a full-time basis, that means trades will have to be made. So uh, do I see that happening uh, on the in the immediate future here? Not really, but uh, you never know. Things change quickly. Guys have gone into COVID protocols quickly. Uh, I would say that uh, for those folks thinking that Billy Hanel won't get a single chance this year, uh, take a deep breath. There is more than half a season to go, 
and there's ample time for Billy Hanela to show that he belongs. And uh, based on how he's played and what the reviews have been like in the American League, um, he's very close to becoming an NHL regular uh, no matter when that happens. Again, not sure exactly when Blake Wheeler will be able to come back in the lineup. Sounds like it is very soon, not to, not in Nashville, but perhaps on the weekend. Where do you see him sliding into the lineup, assuming no one else gets hurt or goes into COVID protocol between now and then? Yeah, I mean, it's logical with Nikolai Ehlers missing the remainder of the trip that uh, I would say it's probably likely that he starts with Mark Shifley, uh, whether that's Andrew Kopp on that line or Paul Stastny uh, remains to be seen. I mean, Andrew Kopp, and Adam Lowry were guys that Dave Lowry was leaning on in a checking-specific role uh, at the beginning of his tenure. Now, uh, due to the lineup uh, fluctuation, he's gone away from that because Kopp is such a good safety valve in terms of defensive awareness on that top line uh, of late. But, I mean, I think that it's so interesting, Christian. I mean, I understand fans are up in arms. Start them on the third line. Well, I get it. But let's not forget Blake Wheeler was riding a five-game point streak and had 10 points in those five games before he got hurt. I mean, he was playing his best hockey of the season. Was it a slow start in terms of goal scoring? Of course it was. But, uh, I mean, Wheeler's almost up to a point-per-game pace. And, you know, right now with Ehlers out, the Jets need top six players. Uh, and I expect that Cole Perfetti will remain with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor for at least one more game, probably two. Uh, and that would give you an opportunity to go and reunite Wheeler and Shifley and and see how it goes. And if it doesn't go well, uh, then we can talk about uh, some other options. But uh, right now I would think that that's the most likely place for him to be put. Now, again, it all depends on whether Blake Wheeler is being out since December 10th and suffering what was the lengthiest absence of his uh, career when it comes to injuries uh, due to his durability. So uh, a lot of things to kind of sort themselves out. Uh, What we know for sure, the Jets need to have a top nine rolling, and they need to be able to play their fourth line. I mean, with, I think it's going to be 41 games and or 40 games in 81 days. I mean, you need all four lines to be going and they're going to be going deeper into the, into the roster pool, whether that's Austin Paganski, Mikey Essamont getting an opportunity, Gustafson coming back. They're going to need to roll with four lines because if you have stretches of seven games in 11 days, like the Jets do in February, you can't just be riding your top six and playing them 23 or 24 minutes a night. Well, I'll let you go on, on this note, Ken. The That schedule that was released, eight games in 14 days, you got five games in seven nights at one point. That's a pretty tough hand to be dealt for the Jets, isn't it? I mean, everyone's got to play those games, right? I mean, if, if the whole purpose of postponing the games is for there to be fans in the stands. So, I mean, yes, it is a taxing schedule for sure. Uh, a lot of these guys have played in the American League where, you know, three and threes and four and fives are uh, relatively commonplace. Uh, you know, a lot of them haven't done that in a while, but it's just the cost of doing business, Christian. I mean, all, most NHL teams will go through something similar, uh, especially the Canadian clubs. And, you know, the reality is if they didn't want to extend the season a week or two, they had they were left with no other choice. So, uh, I mean, does that mean the Jets have been dealt a tough hand? Well, in some ways, sure, but, I mean we already knew they were going through a stretch of games where, I mean, you know, maybe it's a little excessive, but I mean, this is a potentially a season defining stretch, the stretch of games leading into the all-star break where the jets were set to play six of eight playoff teams and one team in the Vancouver Canucks that is hot in their heels. So uh, for sure, there'll be some treading water element required, but I mean, Hey, if you want to be a playoff team in the Western conference, 
you're going to have to do more than just survive those stretches. You're going to have to thrive, and that's the only way to get above the playoff line. Ken, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for this, and uh, good luck in your game tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Christian. Uh, always great to be with you. Enjoy the rest of your night. Take care. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all.